0: leadership file on premier welcome to the leadership file with me Andy Peck maybe like me you have sat in a church service when the person leading prayers has prayed that a part of the world may know peace and you've maybe wondered how is god going to answer that prayer sometimes for peace to be made people with a ministry of reconciliation need to be involved. And this week I'm glad to say that I welcome back to The Leadership File Reverend Dr Stephen Sizer. Stephen's been my guest before and regular listeners call a show which looked at transition when Stephen was aware that he was transitioning from his role as a vicar of Christchurch Virginia Water. Today we're, we're going to be looking at his next step as founding director of a new charity, Peacemaker Mediators, which in many ways will be a continuation of work he's been doing for some decades alongside his work with Christchurch so uh, welcome back Stephen to the Leadership File.
1: Good to be here Andy thank you.
0: Um, so you've served uh, at Christchurch Virginia Water for I was discovering 20 years so um, this must be a really big change.
1: Well it is and it isn't. Um, one of the guiding biblical principles I've Live by is to Timothy 2 Timothy 2:2. The things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul is talking there to Timothy to train others, who in turn will train others. So yes, it is a big change in the sense that I'm leaving uh, my uh, ministry role as uh, a pastor of an Anglican church. I'm, we're moving house where the children grew up. We're Leaving our church family that we know and love. Um, But no, in the sense it has been a planned succession. I'm excited about what God is going to do in and through Christchurch in the years to come. I had a couple of years to prepare for this. Um, When I inherited a a part time secretary 20 years ago, we now leave a a team of uh, 12 or other clergy. um, but it, yes, it is a new start, uh, but it's a new start to re-emphasize those aspects of ministry that were uh, on my heart and I was passionate about when I first became a Christian, uh, leading people to Christ, building them in the faith and sending them or training them to do the same. That's always been the focus of my ministry, and uh, you know, when I became a Christian 44 years ago, um, and ended and full-time Christian ministry about 41 years ago that was the heartbeat of what I was involved with and, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing now brilliant brilliant
0: um, I, I remember in past shows you've spoken of wanting to be dangerous in the kingdom like, This sort of a word that kind of that people don't always talk of when they're vicars and uh, it kind of struck so the idea of obviously taking a quiet role in a small rural parish uh, presumably didn't appeal to you
1: well Again, one of the verses that really hit me when I first became a Christian was John 10.10, where Jesus says the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, Yeah, I want to give Satan a bad day. You know, I want to be dangerous to those who abuse power, exploit the vulnerable, Um, uh, so I, I, I defined it dangerous uh, in terms of being effective, impactful, fruitful. You know, we typically say to children, uh, as as they leave home to go to school, take care. Uh, well, how about saying uh, take some risks today? <laughs> um, I vividly remember the only time I've ever been invited to preach at uh, Guildford Cathedral. It's a long time ago now, uh, and I was met at the door by the dean, who said, um, "Have you come to put us right on our theology?" And it sounded remarkably like the the the, uh, the demons that Jesus confronted by the shore of Galilee. Have you come to torment us? Uh, <laughs> yes, I want to torment a few people.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's good. Now, in the past, your work has been uh, partly focused on Middle East, notably Israel-Palestine, with concerns for the injustices on both sides of that divide. Uh, Presumably that will continue under this banner?
1: Yes, it will. Um, You know, one of the uh, verses in the Psalms that we know very well, Psalm 122 verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But we often stop there and the verse goes on, may those who love you be secure. And so I want to put those two together, pray for the peace uh, and seek to be the answer to our prayers by loving those who live there. Um, For me, the the peace of Jerusalem is critical to uh, the wider Middle East, you know, the, the factors that have led to the ongoing conflict in Israel-Palestine. There's violence, there's hatred. That proliferates and exacerbates tensions uh, in other parts of the world. Um, Sadly, many Muslims uh, equate Christianity with Western foreign policy, which undermines the security of the indigenous Christian communities in Iraq, Syria, Iran. So, you know, we want to work with and support other agencies working in the Middle East Barnabas Fund Open Doors CSW Elam InterServe World Vision Sat7 Biblica we're not we're not competing with them but we want to support what they're doing but focus on advocacy and uh, and, and campaign on issues of justice and uh, and human rights because this is one of the ways we will uh, God willing bring about peace in Jerusalem sure sure
0: on your website you talk a little bit about um you know it may be difficult to share some of the areas you're working in so uh, i'm going to be asking now the question the question you know, are other other areas but i appreciate you may not be able to be specific about about that you may talk into more general terms
1: well i'm, I'm comfortable to talk in terms of what we've done in the past mm. i mean the the, the new charity peacemaker mediators has been in gestation for about 40 years so mm. i'm really <laughs> excited about what god's going to do in the future um, but, in, um, you know, again, one of the passages that really guides my ministry, or has done so, is 2 Timothy uh, 2 and 2 Timothy 4, where where um, the apostle instructs Timothy, preach the word, be prepared in season, out of season, correct rebuke, encourage with great patience, do the work of an evangelist. Uh, he says, uh, be like a workman who doesn't be need to be ashamed. So for me, evangelism and Bible teaching go very much together, and but, in Christian ministry, we can really only go where we're sent or where we're invited. And for me, that's very important. Um, we've been working in East Africa for over nine years now, helping to train literally thousands of pastors to use the, the Christianity Explored course. and. Uh, uh, evangelicals now. Uh, the May edition has a front page article about that work over the last nine years. I didn't realize, but we've we've th- that course has been used by those thousands of pastors in uh, in Kenya, Uganda, uh, DRC, Burundi, Rwanda, uh, 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 and the Congo uh, t- to help. Uh, reach over a million people in those nine years. So that's a a big emphasis of our work in East Africa, but also that my book, uh, my books on uh, the Bible, Israel and the church, dealing with how the Old and New Testaments uh, uh, work together to introduce Jesus as the Lord and Saviour of the world. They've been translated into Farsi, Chinese and Korean. And so I'm looking forward to opportunities to get back to those countries too.
0: Oh, wonderful. Great. Now, uh, the mediators word in your title, uh, implies aiming to bring together war in groups and uh, you know, listeners may be familiar with uh, Reverend Andrew White who sought to do this in his work when he was connected to the Coventry Cathedral the Foundation for Relief and Reconciliation in the Middle East uh, I mean is that the kind of work you have in mind?
1: It comes from um, the biblical way Christian ministry is defined in, in, in Paul's letter to the Corinthians chapter 5 his second letter he says Uh, All this is from God He has reconciled us to himself and given us a ministry of reconciliation and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, we're therefore Christ's ambassadors. Uh, We chose uh, the word mediators uh, to to, to complement peacemakers as a subtle name that would be acceptable in countries where evangelism is forbidden or illegal, where the church is persecuted or underground. So we understand mediators, first and foremost, as mediating between God and people. That's in terms of representing people to God in intercession and then representing God to people through evangelism. Uh, Mediation in a secondary sense between people, but only where people are willing and where people are not willing to uh, be reconciled. The first step is to identify with those who are suffering injustice or conflict and, and be an advocate for them.
0: I see. So, yeah, that, that makes eminent sense now that you explain it. Um, uh, I mean, your, your work involves speaking out on issues of justice. You've 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 not been shy of doing that in the past. Um, and, and so clearly peacemaking means sometimes stirring things up.
1: Yes, it does. <laughs> um, you know, you only have to look at the prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Amos and the others. They had a short life. <laughs> uh, their ministry was uncompromising and it was uncomfortable. Um, Ezekiel 13 is uh, one of those passages where it says, because they have seduced my people saying peace when there's no peace, uh, see visions of peace when there is no peace. Peace is uh, a very devalued word these days. Um, peace is the outcome of resolving the causes of conflict or injustice. So justice precedes peace. Um, we must address the causes first, speak truth to power, hold those who exploit, abuse, accountable, advocate the, for the poor. And and, and and that's one of the first steps towards achieving peace. We, we're driven by uh, what's called the five marks of mission, which has been embraced by the Anglican church and many other denominations as a definition of what Christian mission means. It means to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, teach, baptize and nurture new believers, respond to human need and love, uh, transform unjust structures and challenge violence of every kind and pursue peace and reconciliation and safeguard the integrity of creation. So the the, the mainstream denominations understand the biblical definition of mission to include uh, challenging unjust structures and violence uh, uh, as as a means to pursue peace and reconciliation.
0: Uh, and And clearly, some groups uh, are happy with the injustice dimension, but they they leave out the proclamation element. And some do the proclamation, but never think about the injustice.
1: Yes, I mean, Amos 524 says, Hmm. let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. And we tend to split the two, Hmm. but justice is one of the consequences of righteousness. Being right with God and seeking to be right with one another will lead to justice. God willing will lead to peace and reconciliation.
0: Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Reverend uh, dr stephen sizer uh he's the founder of a, a founding director of a new charity peacemaker mediators and we'll be back just after this well, welcome back to the leadership farm with me andy peck i'm joined this week by the reverend dr stephen sizer uh regular listeners will know that stephen was the vicar of christchurch virginia water and is just uh left there to start this uh, new charity peacemaker mediators we were talking before the break a, a little of how the the, the charities uh it's being, being positioned in order to serve, and um, particularly the, the underpinning of the the preaching of the gospel to try and bring reconciliation between man and God, and the the justice issues that surround uh, life being part of uh, that proclamation. So, um, Stephen, the um, there are Christians who who attempt to make peace by making little of differences, and uh, I mean the church has you know its its work with other faiths and and trying to bring unity. And and some veer towards what we what's called a universalism, sort of minimising the differences, believing well everyone's going to be okay in the end. Um, so your how, how do you, what's your view of that within this field that you're working?
1: I, I quoted Ezekiel thirteen earlier about uh, even in those days there were those who called peace when there was no peace. Hmm. Yes, it's a devalued word, and uh, sadly for some within the church. Um, they subscribe to a view of peace that is essentially the lowest common denominator. Uh, It has a very shallow view of human nature, it's naive. You know, Neville Chamberlain, for example, subscribed to uh, 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 um, a Christian science theology that had a very shallow a view of human nature, uh, he thought he could reason with Hitler out of his aggressive stance. And, and there are many Christians who follow that logic, that through education, through a social gospel, through um, syncretism, finding what we have in common with other religions, for example, um, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere, that, that, that doesn't work. It, it, it's naive. Uh, It's only when uh, we respect our, our differences and confront them and discuss them and uh, th- that we will make progress. So, for example, in Northern Ireland, I'm involved in a, a, an initiative in Rostrova, it's called Better Disagreement, and it's a way of bringing together unionists and, pro- uh, and Catholics, Republicans, uh, Catholics, uh, evangelicals, not to deny our differences, but to find a way forward that will strengthen the Good Friday Agreement. Uh, and it's exciting to be part of in- initiatives like that
0: right right now you've you've already uh, emphasized very helpfully um, that um, uh, you know that you're 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 looking to to work within a, uh, the space of bringing uh, reconciliation through the gospel um, but you'll be aware there are other charities in a similar space to you have you perhaps thought of ways in which you're distinct from other groups or are you just kind of adding another voice
1: yes and again James 4 is one of those passages that Uh, has helped shape this new uh, initiative. Um, James asks, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? You you desire but don't have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. He's talking to Christians. Um, What's distinctive? Well, there are many, many charities, good charities who are rightly addressing the consequences of conflict, civil strife, war. Uh, through humanitarian relief, through child sponsorship, uh, you know, compassionate minister among orphans, refugees, and the persecutors, uh, persecuted. They, they deal with the consequences. We've set this new charity up to address the causes, uh, as James talks about, um, the causes of the conflicts. Uh, and, uh, and we will seek to uh, be catalysts for peacemaking where minorities are persecuted, where justice is denied, human rights are suppressed where reconciliation is needed. We want to complement what others are doing, not compete. And particularly, we want to promote the smaller charities, uh, local charities around the world that are seeking to engage with peacemaking. Right. Right.
0: Um, so you, you start with something of a, a, a blank canvas. Um, uh, have you got any idea how the year might unfold? You kind of your diaries now stretches before you. <laughs> you don't have sermons to preach every week. Maybe you do. That's true.
1: That's the one thing I do miss, uh, the the (laughs) discipline of preparing uh, sermons and expanding the scriptures. I, I love doing so. So we're looking for a church at the moment in Southampton where where perhaps I can join the team and and, and continue to do so. Um, we were delighted in, in Virginia Water to welcome Richard Buse to join the mm-hmm. church family. And he was delighted in turn that he could continue to preach. Yes. And I gave him opportunities. So I'm, I'm hoping someone will reciprocate for me yes. in Southampton. Um, but it, again, it, going back to James 4, um, he says, uh, listen, you say today or tomorrow, we'll go up to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a, a little while and vanishes. Instead you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. So it's, if it's the Lord's will mm. this year, God willing, mm. by God's grace and and dependent on and those who want to join the team and, and raise the funds we need. Uh, we have invitations for me to go to Morocco, Egypt, Lebanon, Jordan China, Burundi, Kenya and the DRC so it, it's mapping out quite quickly this year Well, uh, but it very much depends on, on the launch which is this Saturday uh, at Christchurch in Virginia Water and um, and our prayer is that we will raise sufficient funds to launch this charity.
0: Fantastic, okay um, now I mean your leadership thus far has been in a, a local church setting um, with all the, the you know the challenges but the you know, that it's bounded by running a staff team and, and leading a church. Um, there's gonna, this new role. If, are you aware of overlaps, your previous role, things that maybe you'll have to face for the first time?
1: Yes. I mean, I've had 40, 40 plus years experience of Christian ministry and at least 30, 35 in the Anglican church. So I have I have some experience to, mm. to, to give. For me, the local church is the hope of the world, the only hope of the world. And for me the local church should be the centre of all Christian ministry. There's there's no place for independent uh, uh, Christian ministry or solo ministries. Uh, you know, in, in, in Acts 15, even the apostles, Paul and Barnabas, were appointed, along with others, to go to Jerusalem, and the church sent them on their way. So. I'm I'm honored that Christchurch in Virginia Water uh, wants me to be one of their mission partners now. And it's very important that uh, I and others are rooted in a local church. So there's gonna be continuity in that sense. I I won't have to take responsibility for services and the pastoral care and the the weddings and funerals of a local church, but I I very much want to be part of a local church and through that local church be, be sent and, and uh, as God leads uh, uh, and, and with the guidance of our trustees, uh, continue to be involved in evangelism, discipleship and training. Right.
0: I, I often asked uh, guests whether there are books and resources because uh, some listeners get interested in what they're saying, but they want to read a bit more, think a bit more. Are there, are there been particular thinkers that have drawn you to the kind of ministry that you've had or particularly with, the, with respect mm. to the charity you're setting up?
1: Yes, I mean, there's one in particular, and that's the Bible. But, uh, <laughs> apart Everyone the- says that. I know. <laughs> Thankful. I'm sorry. I'm thankfully, sorry. thankfully, A- thankfully <laughs> they do. Yes. After the Bible, I think the most formative books that have shaped my view of, of, of peacemaking uh, are, are John Stott's Issues Facing the Church, yes. uh, Ken Sand, S A N D E, Peacemaker. Um, but books about Jesus and his life and his priorities. Uh, are, are fundamental. Um, Garth Hewitt's books uh, have been very helpful addressing issues of justice in the Middle East. And Naima Teek uh, has written a book, Justice, Only Justice, which was very formative for me. Uh, Don Wagner uh, wrote a book called Anxious for Armageddon. Um, it's a very uh, illuminating film uh, that uh, Porter Speakman put together with God on our side. Uh, that uh, I helped with. Again, that's been uh, influential too.
0: Splendid, okay. Um, so can you give me the names again, just so if le- listeners may be reading for yes. pens? So, Ken, some Sand, of the- Ken Sand, S-A-N-D-E, yeah.
1: Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, John Stott's Issues Facing the Church. Yeah. Uh, Naeem Atik, A-T-E-E-K, Justice, Only Justice. Yeah. Uh, Donald Wagner's book, Anxious for Armageddon. It looks at the destructive influence mm-hmm. Uh, dispensationalism and premillennialism has had uh, in in, in our view of the future and and how it's in many ways has undermined long-term evangelistic mission work Mm. in other parts of the world. Um, And of course, if if I'm allowed to plug my own book, Zion's Christian Soldiers, Bible, Israel and the Church, addresses uh, the continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament Mm. and how uh, Jesus Christ is central to both uh, the Hebrew and Christian scriptures, his coming, his work on the cross, his resurrection, ascension and, and the giving of the Holy Spirit so that uh, the work of, uh, of God through, first of all, through his people and the Hebrew scriptures has continued today worldwide through his church. Wonderful.
0: Okay. Uh, and so listeners can find out about your charity. No doubt there's a website.
1: Yes. New website. It's called Peacemakers. Peacemakers.ngo, Peacemakers. Dot .ngo and if they want to get in touch with me director at peacemakers.ngo will find me
0: wonderful okay well it's been been terrific exciting to see um, how the conversation from a few years back on transition has now led to led to this particular transition for you so um, i do encourage uh, listeners who maybe have God's put this on their hearts to be supportive of you that would be great and to uh, get in touch so um, do list, do log on to Premier's own website and you can uh, get archive recordings of the Leadership File. Uh, you can get on demand for a month and then you can go to iTunes uh, and you can get all the, the back catalogue, as it were, of listening to Leadership File. And you can sign up. And so you even if you're not around at Sundays at 3.30, you can make sure you listen to the show at a time that's convenient to you on your own listening device. So uh, my, my thanks to Stephen for coming in and being my guest today. And um, my thanks to you for listening. Uh, if you have ideas of uh, guests or topics that you'd like us to consider on the Leadership File, then please uh, email me. The, my email comes at the end of the show, but it's apec at And many of the people who uh, are on the show or the topics we cover have been suggested by listeners just like you. So do please get in touch. Uh, great to have you with us. I uh, Do tune in again next Sunday at 3.30 for another Leadership File.